So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all wanna create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we wanna do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have Dr. Jessica Louts. Uh, she's the Vice President of Demographics and Behavioral Insights at the National Association of Realtors. So, Jessica, first of all, thank you for being on the show and uh, and welcome. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we... Uh, you know, interesting. Jason Pantana says to me, who's, you know, one of our great master coaches and leads our marketing edge event. He, he texts me and says, I'm listening to this woman speak. Oh my, you know, OMG, Tom, like you, you're a, you're going to love her. B her insights are so powerful. And for those of us that really want to be the best knowledge broker we can be for our buyers and sellers and future customers. She has insight we need. So, so for all my friends listening, this is going to be one of those, you're going to, you're, you're going to maybe listen to it on speed mode, but you're going to listen to it like eight times and you're going to take notes because the questions I'm going to ask her, it's a lot of the stuff that's on the minds of so many people right now. And for the record, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday and we're releasing it tomorrow. So it's also very current right now, real time. So I was just looking at, you know, all that you have done, right? Receiving your doctorate uh, of real estate from uh, Nottingham Trent University in the UK. She's also a master's in public policy from the American University in DC, undergraduate degrees in political science and law and justice from Central Washington University. And just for the record, Jessica, I barely got out of high school. So it is awesome to talk to someone at, who, who has the insight and wisdom that you have. So the core of her research focuses on analyzing trends for both uh, NAR members and housing consumers um, through management of surveys, focus groups, data analysis, right? She's presenting new and innovative ways to showcase results. So, so Jessica, I think it's important we go right to the topic that's on everybody's mind, which is in today's landscape, which is constantly changing with the coronavirus pandemic, can you give us three examples of how it's affected the housing industry? Yeah, absolutely. So it absolutely is impacting the industry. So we know that some buyers um, and some sellers right now are saying, you know, I got a hold because of my own health, my own welfare. Um, perhaps I'm older or I have um, other health concerns and it's just best for me to just stay put. And so there's a lot of people who are saying that right now, but there's a lot of people who are saying, you know what, I have to actually sell. I have a new job. I have a new baby. I can't live here for the unseeable amount of future uh, that's ahead of us. And there's some people who are saying, no, you know, I just got married. I got divorced. So this is not going to work. Um, so there's a lot of people who are in that scenario too, who are taking advantage of uh, this is a good opportunity for them to actually make that move right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just want to reiterate for all the listeners, um, Jessica's with NAR. So we all know, and, and you know, I, I've got a bunch of rules that I put out safety first, right? Move your business forward, keep loading the cannon, keep helping buyers and sellers. And I think NAR's done a terrific job putting out some national and then, you know, recommending some local laws. So we want to be clear, remember state by state, market by market, it's different, but there's transactions being done, Jessica, every single day. Are you, are you seeing anything different? Right. No, we are seeing, I would say, big differences right now. So what we are seeing is that sellers who are having their homes stay on the market, 
nine and 10 of them are saying, you know what, I do need to make some changes here. So the buyers who come into my home, if they're physically coming into the home, uh, then they need to wash their hands, they need to take off their shoes, they need to wear footies, they need to keep the windows open. So they're making sure that you have plenty of airflow, less traffic into that home. So stopping the open houses, the unnecessary looky-loo neighbors who come in, making yeah. sure that that type of traffic doesn't happen. But there's a lot of people who are saying, you know what, I'm going to embrace the virtual side of this. So agents are having uh, pre-home inspections done so that you know what you're walking into virtually and so that you understand, hey, I'm going to walk into this home, I'm going to see it online, and then I'm going to work with my agent to get an e-closing, e-signatures, e-documents all in line without ever having to interact really with a human in person. Yeah. So I think, you know, with your, with your pedigree, your understanding, I think one of the big questions is what changes have you observed in, in seller behavioral patterns during this crisis? Right. So there are some people who did take their homes off the market, but there's a lot of people who are leaving their homes on the market. I think it's important to know that the transaction, if they're in that situation, it actually does need to happen. There's going to be a lot of pent up demand coming out of this from both buyers and sellers and the uh, reduction in inventory that we're seeing right now is really going to be a problem moving forward because we've already had such this reduction in inventory. It's really been this struggle where we have seen for more than 95 months of year over year price growth where it's just an inventory issue as people are first time home buyers are struggling to find that home. So if sellers are taking their home off the market, they may be doing in some local markets, that's really going to be a struggle moving forward. So are you guys seeing any surprising stats coming out right now? I mean, you know, you're, you have the pulse on the entire country. What, what are some interesting insights or stats that you could share with our listeners that, that maybe can help them educate people more effectively? So we're doing a weekly flash poll. And so we're actually trying to keep in a, a pulse on the market on a weekly basis. We're surveying over 100,000 of our members, getting about 6,000 responses back, really strong response rate. Uh, we are date stamping it and almost honestly, we should be time stamping it because things are changing so rapidly. Um, I would say seeing uh, that sellers are changing their behavior, seeing that uh, the embracing of technology at just a whole new height right now um, are some of the really interesting data points. The other thing that sellers um, I think is interesting is that agents are keeping that relationship open and we're hearing that. So if they remove their home from the market or if they were working with their seller's agent beforehand to put their home on the market, they're saying, you know what, how can I fix up this home to sell? I'm cocooning in place right now. What can I do on my actual home as I'm staying put? Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and I'm sure you see it the same way we see it. You've got agents that are absolutely embracing technology and saying, I'm going to be resourceful and, and I can send an 80 year old seller an email and a link and they can open it up and we could do a zoom session like this. And, you know, I can show them e-signature the way I would on my laptop or on my, you know, my iPad as an example. Um, so we're seeing a lot of the same things. So one of the questions I want to ask you is, you know, the unemployment data right now over the last two weeks are historically high numbers. Um, what do you think that means for housing? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that this is one of the, the scarier numbers that we're seeing right now because we're seeing those uh, the unemployment claims coming in. And what we are seeing is that it's very state specific. It's very local area specific, but it's also industry specific. So uh, there's a lot of jobs that have been lost in the service industry, restaurants, um, at your local uh, small businesses that you would go to um, and have your services like having a haircut. 
Um, those are the type of businesses that are really having a hard time right now. That being said, uh, when we look at the real estate industry, what we know is that um, they may be having a hard time paying their rents, um, but we know that there is some relief there. Um, and perhaps they can work with their landlord who very well could be a realtor in that scenario as well. Uh, so that's one of the impacts that we are seeing. But we do expect that the jobs that are being lost in these industries, there is going to be a very strong demand for everyone to get a haircut once you want, once you can, and once you can go to your local restaurants, you're very quickly going to see that. And we're going to see a very strong recovery all at once. Yeah. And I know for all of our listeners out there, we've been, we've been Jessica on a weekly basis doing a show called This Week in Housing with my friend Steve Harney over at Cape, uh, Keeping Current Matters. And he's been, he's been saying the same thing. And I appreciate, you know, coming from, you know, NAR, you validating the same that, you know, it's, it's, I, I want to say it's 59 point something percent on a graph that I saw of the people that are unemployed are working in restaurants, working in bars, right? Working in, in, in the food industry in some way. And we know that when this is over, the first thing we're all going to want to do is race out, get a haircut, maybe get our nails done, get a massage, take somebody to dinner, have some fun. Um, and, and I, I, I think I'm going to do it all in one day too. And I, I might just, hopefully I can go to an NBA game on the same day and that would just be the perfect, right? So, so we know that's happening. And yet, you know, I think all of us are mindful. Like I just saw a uh, report come out today that Redfin is furloughing 41% of their agents and you know, the industry, um, some agents, you know, some agents go, Oh, Redfin, you know, discounters. And I say, Hey, let's, let's just remember those are the 41% are, those are moms, dads, brothers, aunts, uncles, kids. Those are human beings. So let's not be knuckleheadish. Um, but what other in, what other impacts do you see potentially happening in the next two to three weeks. I'm not asking you to be Nostradamus, but you know, you've got your pulse. You know, is there more bad news coming on the brokerage side or on the agent side? What do you see? I mean, I think it's going to be an ugly couple months in all honesty. I think as we're, as we're staying home, as we're being told that we have to stay home um, and every local area is on a different cycle. And I think that's important to know too that yeah. even when we looked at the Great Recession, that is one similar effect, is that everyone's on a different peak cycle. So New York is really feeling the peak in the next couple of weeks here. I'm in the Virginia area, and we're being told to stay at home at least through June 10th. So that's a very different cycle than what other areas are on. Um, and yeah. so we're gonna see different rebounds in different areas. On the silver lining though, when we look at places um, in select areas. So Seattle and California, it looks like there is a slowdown in number of cases. Seattle yeah. freeze. I'm from Seattle originally. I get it. We are very introverted. Um, but I also can see that in uh, there's different industries who actually really need employees right now. So all the delivery services, online services are really feeling like this is a positive time because they're actually hiring back people who yeah. perhaps were working in a storefront, but now they, they're actually going out and doing delivery services. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So, so I know, you know, I've got to ask, I've got to ask the tough questions and I appreciate your, your transparency. No one's got a crystal ball. Um, if we, if we did, you and I would be 
we would be virtually in Vegas right now. Um, but let's talk about the, you know, the future. What, you know, what is, what is the home price outlook for the future? What do you think is going to happen, you know, in July, August, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. So what I expect is going to happen, and again, we don't have a crystal ball. It's hard to forecast this because we are at such an uncertain time right now, um, is that home prices are the one spot that is going to stay steady. There might be some softening at the very high end of the market, but there was already a lot of inventory at the very high end of the market going into this. So expect that trend to kind of continue. On the vacation market, probably going to see less uh, vacation homes being purchased this year. International buyers, we have seen international buyers actually softening last year. And since there's less international travel, essentially no international travel, we're probably not going to see that. Um, so I would say that those are some areas where it could be softening. That being said, with the stock market and the volatility that we've seen recently, you could see some investors after this is over saying, you know what, I want to diversify a little more than I have been doing. So you could see them jump into the market. We certainly, you know, with the the pulse and the number of clients that we have, we're we're absolutely seeing the same thing. Um, you know, people buying houses in Hawaii for five million dollars sight unseen, right? Because they just believe in in the U.S. real estate as as a commodity, if you will. Um, so, I guess my other question for you is, you know, what other what other changes are you seeing that that agents are adopting? And, and maybe what changes are you seeing that agents are resisting and, and what advice do you have for those agents? So uh, I think, you know, it's going to be an uncertain time for, for a period of time and know that it is going to be that uncertain time. Um, agents can absolutely take advantage right now of educating themselves, listening to your podcast, listening to your material that you guys are putting out your content. Um, but also NAR is putting out Bright Tools right now, um, and it has a lot of courses that has a lot of materials that you can actually take advantage of. The Profile Home Buyers and Sellers is a report that we do every year. It has a lot of trends on who's buying today, um, what the differences there are in household composition and the demographics of buyers, and that's free. So take advantage of this time and really embrace the education that you can do. Um, we're still keeping in contact with those clients who perhaps are saying, you know what, I got to hold on right now. And I think that's the best way that you can really ride this out for the time being. Yes. All right. I do have some other heavy questions for the listeners, but I, I do have to ask a light question. Could you please talk to, this is, this is very intentionally a light question. Tell us about uh, how buyers are making decisions based upon their four-legged friends right now. <laughs> I saw that and I just thought that's adorable. They absolutely are. Oh my goodness. Um, it's actually kind of, uh, it's mind blowing to me when I look at the data. Uh, people choose their neighborhoods. Single females and unmarried couples are more likely to say, I want to be close to a dog park or close to a place where it is good for my pet than they are to think of schools. So we do see birth rates dropping. Maybe after this pandemic, though, there we'll see a, a growth of birth rates. Not really sure on that one. Um, but you very well could see a lot of uh, first children being born now. I don't know if you're going to see uh, seconds, um, but we do see that pets are so important to the transaction um, in a way that they haven't been before. I definitely think that that's the trend that's probably going to increase. What was one other trend that was a little more lighthearted? And then I am going to ask you a couple of, uh, you know, more of the sort of tougher questions. What else, what else are you seeing inside the, uh, the trends report now that are just, just fun little food for thought for our listeners? So another one that I love this year is that we actually saw a doubling of those who are roommates who are purchasing together. So essentially the golden girls phenomenon, 
Um, I also think, honestly, coming out of this, that there's going to be a lot of people who maybe are living by themselves are going to say, you know what, I'd rather purchase a home with my best friend than risk ever being home by myself for an untold amount of time again. Uh, so I, I consider, I, I think that'll probably a likely increase. Yeah. I, I don't know for certain, and maybe you've got some optics on this, but I'm I'm pretty certain a percentage of people that live in high rises in a, in a, you know, in a unit that says 2000 square feet, which is actually like 900 square feet of actual living space are probably going to be looking at how do I get more space? Do you have any early optics on that or just historical data points? Yeah, absolutely. So what we've already seen is that younger millennials, a quarter of them actually purchased in small towns last year. Um, and I think that that's a fascinating trend. So there's a lot of people who are seeking affordability, but they're also seeking space. They're not thinking, this is my entry level home. I'm going to live here for five years. They're actually thinking, I'm going to buy a single family home in the burbs or in a small town, get more space, have the yard space. So they're actually probably okay right now if they plant their kale in the backyard. I don't know. But I think that those are the type of trends that we're likely going to see. And I also think that the idea of living close to friends and family, having them down the street in the same cul-de-sac, that's been a very strong trend in the last few years. I think that's likely to increase. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let, let's talk about uh, just some, some interesting stats, maybe not a hard-hitting question, but an important question is, are home buyers still looking online right now? Yes, they are. Absolutely. Um, so we absolutely see that I, I would say more than nine in 10 home buyers are using um, online tools through their home buying process. So whether that's searching on their mobile device, if that's uh, looking on your, on your laptop computer, texting your listings to your realtor and saying, I want to see these listings. Um, but now I think more than ever, people are just embracing that with their virtual tools that they can add with that. Yeah. So, so first of all, I want to thank you just for being on the podcast. This is just, you know, just terrific. I'm just wanted to hit you with some of these questions and, and hear sort of NAR's perspective. Um, what are the resources does, uh, does NAR have that maybe my listeners aren't paying attention to things that could help them today? Absolutely. Um, so I would say the biggest thing, and uh, I think is a really cool resource is the right tools right now. So absolutely make sure that you take advantage of that. There are free resources that you can sign up for classes. You can sign up for ePro if you want to learn more about these tech tools that people are using. Um, and you can grab free books um, and such. The other thing is on Thursday, there's going to be uh, on Facebook, um, an actual Facebook Live with leadership. They're calling it Leadership Live. Uh, I believe it's, I will send you the information later. Hopefully this is edited. Uh, I believe it's one o'clock on Thursday. So that would be a great resource as well. Cool. And that's on the NAR Facebook page. So sorry, no, no editing, but it's all good. It's all good. You're, you're great. Thank you for that. That's good. I'll make sure that everybody gets, uh, is aware of that. So, so Jessica, as we, as we wrap, um, any just sort of final thoughts or maybe a question that I didn't ask you're thinking, Oh, Tom, but I got to tell you this. So what's that question I didn't ask that you're like, wait a minute, I need to share this information. I think, you know, this is going to be a, a rough couple months and it's a rough couple months for a lot of Americans out there. Um, but I do think I'm optimistic that we're going to see the other side of this. Um, I know that there's going to be pent up demand for those haircuts for the restaurants, but I also know there's going to be pent up demand for real estate as people are stuck in their homes, cocooning, forced cocooning in the beautiful springtime and saying, I got to do something here. Uh, so whether that's remodeling, tackling those projects or whether that really is making that move, I think there's a lot of people who will. Yeah. I've been, I've been in this industry now since 1989 and I can tell you that, you know, give, give or take 
a couple hundred thousand. There's 5 million transactions that happen every year, you know, 5 million or 5 million homes, 10 million transactions ish buy side, sell side. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think that we're going to come out of this and it's going to be, whether it's, you know, depending upon where you are in the world, May, June, July, August, when it comes out, it's going to come out roaring. And a big factor is that agents are out there educating consumers, right? Not making things better or worse, just talking about what it is, the data, the facts, and then finding out what their needs are, right? At the end of the day, that's we're in the business of identifying a problem and solving it for people. So Jess, you definitely helped, you know, helped us move that forward today with your mission. If somebody wanted to follow you on Twitter or Instagram, you know, do you have a do you have a private channel or a public channel? You can you could share either one, but I know people will probably have questions and want to reach out. So what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, at Jessica Louds on Twitter, that's probably the best way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And obviously we wish uh, you and your loved ones and everybody at NAR uh, health and safety and focus during this time. So we appreciate you. And for all my listeners out there, this might be one you want to share with a couple friends, especially in the agent community. Let's keep everybody safety first, keeping their businesses moving forward and loading that cannon and making sure that we and our buyers and sellers are ready for when this thing turns. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. See you soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.